It's like doing a Jackson Pollock paint by numbers. Yeah, it's just Jackson Pollock, but also a connect the dots. Right. <laughs> <laughs> connect the dots and you'll have a perfect bit, even though all you did was just fucking throw a handful of paint at the canvas. Exactly. <laughs> I don't like paper, you know, I'm more about audio waves. Well, it's more like someone tells me in two weeks and then I start listening to it the day before. No, no, that's why I was like, when I was thinking about it, I was like, all right, this album's 55 minutes. This isn't that bad. <laughs> I listened to it an hour before. Like, I got done five minutes before you texted me oh, saying perfect. 20 minutes. Perfect. Um, and I'd forgotten I'd heard it before. It's been, um, one of, it's one of those albums that has bits that were like on Comedy Central a lot in like the late 90s, early 2000s, like, like on like shorties watching shorties yep. and shit like that. So like certain bits you'd be like, oh, of course I know or this. I remember sitting in my friend's, uh, room, uh, Adrian and her boyfriend at the time, I think it was like the first week we met him, mm. Rob, and he wanted us to get to know him. So he pulled up the moose in bit. Oh yeah, that's classic. It yeah. is a classic <laughs> one. Uh, by the way, welcome to Running the Light. Hey! Uh, show where I interview comics from all across the nation about what inspires them. And here I have another LA comic, uh, Kevin. Hey, yeah. how's it going? Pretty good. Uh, so, why don't you tell me, what, do you, what have you done this week? Oh God, uh, normally I'd have a great answer for you, but I didn't have any money in my bank account until this morning. So, been there. I think I was telling you when we met on Thursday that uh, I was in the middle of severance, get about to receive severance pay from a big corporate layoff. And that check just came in this morning. So like, I've literally been, I found like, <laughs> Here's a, here's a illustrate the kind of broke I've been. Uh, I was out of cigarettes and I couldn't afford to buy more cigarettes. Oof. And as I was pawing around on the floor of my car looking for, hey, maybe I dropped a cigarette in the last two weeks. You found a butt, I, didn't you? No, I found a, a bunch of weed that I didn't know I had. And hey. I don't even really smoke weed that much. But I was like, you know what? This is something. Yeah. Okay. And then now I was like, I have a weekend now. Great. Hey. <laughs> um, I get paid. Uh, I, I think I get paid today. And I tried to get a ride back home from one of my shows. Yeah. You know, money. It's like okay, so I just grabbed a new comic that I didn't know. And mm. I said, "Can I get a ride back?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like, "Hey, yeah, I know we just met you, and this is crazy." This is. A, I was like, <laughs> Listen, I have a crazy request for you. Yeah. Um, Could but, you be a human for like ten seconds? <laughs> uh, I, I was right at Universal Studios. I did uh, Ryan Tolmol's show. Oh, uh, Universal Bar and Grill. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tomo. He's was, a cla That's a classic room. That that room's been going for like seven years now. He's it, crazy. It was great. It was fun. It was supposed to be at Pete's place. Pete's, Pete's place. place. Yeah. yeah. And then apparently they got booked uh, for an album release, mm. uh, which is, that sounds like an L.A. statement. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine. Was it an album release for a band or something? Sure. Because that makes more sense. That That's a great venue. PD's Place is a great venue, but uh, boy, howdy, when you're doing comedy there, is everybody far away from you at the other end of the wall at the bar? Really? And there's a bunch of empty seats. So like, for a band, it makes sense. But for comedy, sometimes it could be a, a bit of a drag. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, so I did. I did. It was one of the feature set in an open mic. Mm, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You usually get a long time there, yeah. Sto sto totally not used to it, but yeah. it, is, it is great. Man, there's some fun comics out here. I saw one guy, and I forgot his name, but he called himself the Black Sam Elliott, and what he did... Oh, it was Dave Carter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just I saw somebody else post about him. I love Dave. I just saw Dave for the first time in a long time, and uh, he's... Uh, amazing with voices. He does voiceover for like he's done. He's been in Gears of War and what? like yeah, yeah. He does what? like a bunch. Of, yeah, he's like a professional voiceover guy. <laughs> no, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's one of the uh, Marines. Uh, I don't know. I remember exactly which one, but he's in Gears of War. Yeah. God damn it! And that was cool. Some, some other video games too. Yeah. yeah. 
Because what he did is he did Budweiser slogans as Sam Elliott yeah, yeah, yeah. for five minutes and I lost my shit. <laughs> See you there, friend. <laughs> and I didn't know I was listening to a guy that I had probably listened to when I was like 14 playing Gears 1. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He uh, he also uh, does, I don't know if he did this bit, but he has a perfect uh, James Earl Jones that no. he can do. And I was like, oh, if they don't use him for the new Lion King, which they didn't. But they that would have been amazing if he did. It was only... Sam Elliott for five minutes. It's like I love a commitment to one idea. Oh, absolutely. For a long, like way too long than people think is needed. Yeah, that's no, the best. It's there's that there's that distribution curve of like you do you like. Have you ever seen the Kristen Shaw's a horse bit? Before? Yes. It's that kind of thing where it's like it goes up. And it's peak funny, and then it's like, oh, it's still happening. And then it, it spikes again after it dips for a second. It's like, oh no, it's still happening, and now it's even funnier. <laughs> we have a, I have an Omaha comic, uh, uh, Tyler Walsh, and he would do these jokes saying, you have a farmer blow so hard, X farmer uh, stereotypes pops out. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny the first time, and then it's not funny the fr- next three times, and it's super funny. Right. Especially when he's hosting the open mic, and he'll do it like repeatedly. Periodically oh, throughout the thing, yeah. My favorite. <laughs> uh, I I love commitments to like weird things. Um, but that's been my week. Yeah. Yeah, it's just been doing gigs. Um, funny story about Universal Bar and Grill. My window got smashed outside of there, and my computer from work got stolen. Huh. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, yeah, good to know. Uh, hopefully you didn't bring anything valuable with you. I brought nothing. I didn't even bring my joke book. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. You, you went off the cuff, baby. I, well, <laughs> basically for all of these sets, for like open mics, I've been kind of smart. And it's like, I'm not going to do my new, new stuff. No, no. If you're in a new city, no. You I need that. these people to like me. Although when I did fourth wall. Ah, well, that doesn't count. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to do a newer joke here um, and just see what plays. And it plays. Uh I'm going to go on record and say fourth wall is not a good place to get an accurate assessment of any material, whether it's new or old. Mean, uh, <laughs> I can understand that because there's only five comics in the room. Uh-huh. Um, I loved one. I just love small black box theaters. No, totally. It's, that's my thing. I also love an open mic where I don't have to be there till one in the morning. It is only there also for totally <laughs> like, holy shit. Completely. That is, it's heaven. Speaking of which, uh, uh, we can talk about this later after, but I have a spot for you tonight if you're looking for one. Fuck yes. <laughs> yes. Double arms up in the sky for the listener. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, anywho's. Yes. Um, yeah, I just been doing this. I did the same set. One thing I've noticed, and it, I thought maybe it was an offline, but it's every time I do a sex set mm. in, in LA, it just wasn't working. Yeah. Yeah. Or the line, it works in liberal towns, like, Nebraska is one of the two states that I, I think I mentioned you can yep. split their like, yeah, yeah yeah they're they're they get a reputation for being like corn farmers but it's like no it's actually pretty pretty Lib- liberal well Omaha o- Omaha is liberal yeah <laughs> yeah and that's like half the population right <laughs> we were originally we were originally actually the capital of Nebraska but then uh, people thought it was too far west so we moved to only an hour west. Mm. Sorry, it's too far yeah. east. We moved an hour yeah, yeah. west. We're so. too close to those liberal elites on the east. Let's go to those liberal elites on the west. west. <laughs> Slightly less east. Yeah, yeah, an less hour. east. Yeah, that's that's insane. <laughs> yeah, but I do a joke, and I, it works in small towns and liberal areas where I say, you know, having sex before marriage to those Catholics are the biggest, second biggest, and there is that even Democrat. Right. Great, fun little joke because I get to make fun of the, the people in Nebraska. Right. Um, but in California, no. Yeah. No, it is one of those things like you don't get to make those jokes here. Yeah. Well, it's, it's more of like, a, I think, and I think we talked about this, but it was, it was, I think it was more of a, not so much that you can't make that joke. It's that people didn't, 
people don't have, know a read, want, have a read on like whether you were serious or not, you know? And they were like, um, wait, I thought I liked this guy, but wait a minute. Wait, wait I, I don't... But whereas I walk out in a small town Nebraska, oh no, this guy's very liberal. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that joke would get you like, people would be like, oh, so you think it's not cool to be blah, blah, blah. Like it's, it's a weird joke that got... alienates both people. <laughs> I've gotten anger. Like I did this, I call it a boomer place where it's a, it was a whiskey distillery. Yeah. And it was one of those places where there's a make America great again sticker. Uh, and I've mentioned it, it's just like a bunch of places. I do that joke, silence. Uh, or I did it in a elk lodge in like an hour north of Springfield, Illinois, mm-hmm. which I, when I drove out to Springfield, I thought, oh, this is where Obama's from. All of Illinois must be incredibly liberal. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. is not. Yeah. I do that joke and people start standing up and applauding. It's like, I don't... <laughs> You can't get you can't pin it down. It's a you joke that uh, yeah. ref, refuses to be uh, cornered in any specific market. Which means I should, th- as a comic, it should be I should throw it away. But I love it too much. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you feel the crowd's right for it, you use it. You know, all that stuff. That's my crowd. Te- it used to be the suicide jokes from a crowd tester. Oh yeah, it used to be. Um, yeah, you opened strong with suicide on Thursday. <laughs> I, I got a T. I'm the producer, uh, not the producer, the editor actually, uh, Richard. Because he and his wife uh, produce a little, uh, a small local um, comedy show. Oh, right on. And it's great. It's a great uh, venue for people. Uh, and it's on TV. And he said, like, when you gave me your tape, your suicide joke is the reason why I wanted to book you. It's a strong open. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Well, <laughs> I now I have to. Let's go to the darkness and climb our way back out. <laughs> well, like, it's darkness with, like, a smile on. It's never like that. That's very interesting. My ex, who is a brilliant comedian and is a writer for TV and stuff like that, uh, the way she described my comedy style is bad news with a smile. Like, right. I'm not kidding. Like, those exact words. So that's very interesting. Yeah. That said that. And I think that's, like, we, I, we've both seen comics. Uh, there's a great comic, Winslow Dermain, who's out in chicago right now who also makes amazing tarot cards he's hmm. sad but like he does a bit where he carves <laughs> he's sad he carves haha into his chest and he's very sullen hmm. and that's where it's funny like he'll say a sentence one of my favorite jokes of his i hope he still says it is do you ever drink water at night so you have a reason to wake up in the morning <laughs> and it's because like the pee or whatever in the morning that's right great. that's and great. it's so sad it's like, but i get it yeah and there's of that course. there's that line and if you're not committed to it well, all of you know, luckily, uh, California is not as liberal as you think, because you go an hour north of here, and I was doing a joke up in Ventura, which is not even, it's 45 minutes outside of LA. Yeah. And in Ventura, I was doing, they have this whole bit that used to be my closer where I'm doing tech support at my job, and I get somebody's answering machine, and they're all about Jesus. I'm like, what if I had a different person calling this and had to follow up her whole Jesus thing with news about her kid being dead? Uh, <laughs> it's very dark, but it's also like, I go like, uh, you know, God sent his only son to die for our sins. Your only son's body was found in the gully this morning. <laughs> and then like I just remember someone in the audience when I did that line just went nope too far and just walked out like walked out I was like I'm almost done like relax you liked everything else that's too far some hypothetical dead kid like come on <laughs> I did a joke I like the one of the last shows before I flew out um, was I, I did a joke and I say uh, a priest sent me a message to come back to the church saying hey you up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, no laughs one lane in the front going that's that's not that's not our okay. Priests, our priests are good. They don't do anything wrong. And I was like, you guys do know I'm an adult. 
man, right? Yeah. Like, it's okay. Yeah, and it's like, it's like, what are you taking issue with? The fact that I brought up a thing that we should be addressing? Or you just or, don't want to think about it? You don't it? want to think about it. Or the fact that, like, this, this adult man can get it. Because that also, <laughs> I get it. That's also an uncomfortable statement. No, I mean, you know, just the Catholic Church needs to learn the separation between church and prostate. <laughs> hey! <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> yeah, for more of that, I have a Twitter, everybody. <laughs> that is just I, a tweet. I don't know why my drum thing is also the ending of Reading Rainbow. Yeah, the more you know. The more you know. <laughs> no, uh, what is your Twitter since I'll ask you at oh, the end? Oh, uh, at KB Anderson, yo. I have lots of uh, uh, retweets of my own podcast and yep. terrible puns that I'll never say on stage. Do you, <laughs> if you want to hear me talk about Evo uh, fighting game I weekends, would love to, yeah. Yeah, it is Red Shoes Plum on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, okay. that is pretty much it. Or also like weird political nonsense. You a Smash Bros guy? Fuck yeah, I'm a Smash Bros guy. Who's your main? It was, okay, it's Kirby. Wow. I've been Kirby since 64. I, I, I can't do this podcast anymore. I have to go. Listen, man. No. <laughs> it's something about the disrespect. Like, I've... I'm no, like, I don't dis... I, 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 I do a bit about that. Like, No, I, it's the disrespect of winning as a Kirby. No, I'm fine with people that win as a Kirby. Uh, it's the people I make fun of that play Kirby aren't good at Smash Bros. Which I'm assuming if you've been playing from '64, you're probably good. I'm decent. I'm a uh, basement king. But you don't you don't just fly up and drop a rock over and over again. You it know, is it's my anti. Attacks. It is my anti air. No, it's a good anti air. It is a good anti air. But um, it's the people that are like, no, I only play Kirby, and that's all they do. And it's just like, okay, so you just suck at this game. That's who I make fun of no, mostly. My favorite thing is I, I love playing against Diddy Kong characters because when they're doing the recovery and it's the jetpack. Oh yeah, done. I use my down. I use my down tilt, his little spin, and mm-hmm. just push them right below it's, the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's my most fun. Um, <laughs> but I've been trying to get hero. Oh, he's great, dude. It's it, the only thing I'm trying to get really into it is that down B. I'm trying to use that. It's so weird. It's so random. <laughs> I've been trying to figure it out. And some people in the competitive field, I don't play competitively. I'm again probably basement king also. But uh, people that are competitive players complain about him because they're like, oh. Oh, uh, he he has insta kill and his down B is like yeah. yeah you have to randomly boy that and then he's got the whack and thwack, which if you're at a certain percent is like the scythe. It'll just kill you. Instantly. Also, his smashes can crit. Yeah, that yeah. that one is a little overweighted, but a little, but not too. Uh, but it's also like it's like on the down B, you have to a hope that it comes up at the right time to use it, yeah. and b you're open for attack the whole time you're selecting it. It's not a huge advantage. You also have to see it, which is impossible. Like, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. You I get hit like every half the time I try to pick it, I get hit before I even pick right. the thing. Like you don't know what. Like compare that to Cloud's Limit or oh, right. Cla- or to Arsene. Like it's a big graphic. Mm-hmm. I know one's coming. Everything else with heroes, like it's so small, it's subtle. I also didn't expect every move to be a charge move. Yeah, that was uh, a lot of them. A lot of them are like all the B attacks. I, mean, I like love the, I love his yeah. neutral B. I think neutral B is good. Over B is interesting because uh, this is now just Such, a Smash Bros it's podcast. A Smash, it's, a, it's a great. <laughs> a very few. I very rarely get to talk about this game like this. So. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great um, uh, ledge uh, ledge guard. Like, oh, absolutely, and it and it hits up and it hits, hits up. Out. Yeah, it's it great. is so good. Like it's also a fun anti air. It's a good. It's just an all around really solid move. Very good move. I will uh, say my main is probably Palutena. Uh, I want to get good with Palutena. She's finicky, but once you figure out her tilts, she's the shit. Uh, I, yeah. Also heard the fact that she has a counter and a reflect. Oh, it's so great. Oh, it's so great. That I, my my top three are Donkey Kong, Link, and Palutena probably. It's a wide margin between one and everything else. Because <laughs> I started with Kirby for so long. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It feels like I'm starting at zero with everyone else, but it's Kirby, 
uh, Mario because whenever I would test my buttons, it was with Mario. Oh, always, yeah. So like, I have a slight pocket Mario. At try, work. try Doctor Mario. He's just better. Really? <laughs> he's Mario, okay, but he's better. He, he feels slower than Mario. <laughs> he's a little slower, but he can. First of all, he has an over B that does something, or a B. What is it? The down B that does something. Yeah, I hate his. I hate the down Mario B. B. Mario's down B sucks. There's some stylish stuff I've seen with Mario's down B. Yeah, I it yeah, just, com- competitive people will, like push you off and everything. Yeah, but, oof, I don't know. That's too that's too rich for my blood. Yeah, um, that and I, hero man, hero's great. Hero is like I'm, um, I can see it. I can make it work. Uh, and I want a sword boy. I want a really good sword. Yeah, boy. yeah. I think my best sword boy is probably Cloud. But uh, I'm really just holding out until they drop Banjo and Kazooie because that's I all Banjo. I care about. That's all I care. That's gonna be my main regardless because of how much I love that. I just want good game. Banjo music. I can't wait. To oh, they're gonna hear... have Spiral Mountain. They're uh, gonna have. They're gonna have Click Clock Woods. They're gonna have all the bangers, dude. Um, and <laughs> me and my brother have been fighting on the new stages. They hate the Persona Five stage. Oh, I love the Persona the stage. stage. I actually don't like the. Uh, Dragon, Dragon Quest. Board. I don't like the. I don't like any moving background stages. I, that one at least it doesn't move and change platforms a bunch. Kind of does. It moves up and it it moves mo- down. It, a little bit, but yeah. it, like some of them are like become like oh now there's a huge hole in the middle and you know I don't fuck the that. closest is Smashville. Like Smashville is my limit. Smashville's great. Smashville is a per- like a perfect stage. It's one of the competitive stages that everybody yep. plays. <laughs> I, uh, we have a we have a competitive scene at our job actually. Oh nice. Yeah. Um. And I w- I was in the losers bracket. I lost the losers bracket, but the guy then said, "This is my last day of work. Do you just want the win?" I went, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> I'll yes. take a hand. I'll out. take. A, I'll take those. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. I, I've also like made people kind of mad by winning with a Kirby. And I was like, this is all you need. I mean, dude, it's not any more mad than they get mad when I beat them with Isabel because Isabel is also up there for Did me. Did you see and... that 15 year old that won with Isabel against mm-hmm. like, okay, so. I don't know. I, maybe I know the gamer tag handle or whatever. But I, I don't remember, remember her title, but she was a 15 year old girl that won. She beat like one of the top uh, Smash players with an Isabel. Isabel's good. Isabel plays aggressive if you do it right. But what happened is people, this is where Smash sucks. The community was harassing her so much that she quit the game. Wait, you mean gamers were yep. really mad about a girl being yep. involved? Oh, that's so surprising. So surprising. And it's like, no, you need to, I will pay for you to go to Evo. Yeah. Kick ass and win. Yeah. And then fucking just flip off every incel you see. Uh, just tell them to go back to fucking saying the N-word on 4chan and fucking kill themselves. <laughs> Basically, basically, if they stink, they're a melee player and they're probably an incel. Oh, melee players are all incels. <laughs> I will go on record. Here's the two things I'm going on record with. Fourth wall sucks and all melee players are incels. And Come at me, at KB Anderson, yo. And don't know, I love melee. Uh, no. But fuck. It's like, let me put it this way. I love multi-shine. Yeah. I, you know what? Multi- it's a broken game and it's fun. It's... it's <laughs> So is so is ultimate. Like, no, for sure. Oh, they're both broken in the same way that Marvel Two was broken. It's like it's everything's yeah. broken and everything's good. Yeah, like that's it. Every that'd be a great broken. album title. Everything's <laughs> broken and, and everything's, everything's good. good. I, I can see that the Jeremy Plum album. <laughs> everything's broken. <laughs> uh, also, if you want to watch a good game, man, go watch Sam Show. Man, Samurai Showdown. Oh, I've heard that's fun. Dude, I haven't uh, like, watched it yet. A heavy attack takes like thirty percent of your life. Okay. And there's insta kills. Like it's most it's mostly a waiting game. It had got a lot of shit good. for that because people just want the same kind of games over and over. Eat shit. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm in the same boat. That's why, I like, when people are bitching about Hero, I'm like, oh, yeah, everyone should just play Wolf so this game's not fun. Ugh. The reason that Smash Bros. is cool is because there's so much character in it. And if everyone's like, well, I'm going to be Inkling or Wolf, and that's it, it's like, fuck off. Inkling feels weird. Inkling feels like they should be heavy, but they're not. I don't get Inkling. Inkling, I don't get it. <laughs> I've tried, and I don't get it. Godspeed all you can, but mm. I can't do it. I also, I do love a good Sonic play. 
I like a good Sonic play. I'm not great with Sonic, but I like a okay. Sonic's fun. He's got Sonic's goes in doubles. I feel like Sonic is made for doubles, yeah, not for singles. And Jigglypuff, of course, for doubles as well. It hurts, man. It, it hurts. Jigglypuff's like good. No, not Hungry Fox saying I need to stop playing Jigglypuff and trying to play Wolf. Yeah, because you can't combo out of rest. Like this something about that breaks that, my heart. That is true. You got to just pop off a lucky rest. That's basically it. That hurts, man. Like, <laughs> Look at what you've done to my boy. My, my boy. My boy. My male son. You've massacred my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Open uh, up your heart. Um, one DLC. I don't like Piranha Plant. Nah, he's, he's he's fun to play, but he's not he's not somebody that I go to. I like Joker better. Joker's really that recovery, like his base recovery. More, I like it more than his arson recovery. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's so dumb. It's, it's really good. I mean, he's he's a, he's a sleeper. People don't know. He's about to... Well, Joker won Evo. And uh, good. I'm <laughs> yeah. glad. Uh, people were pissed. It was like... It was the same way people get pissed with Bayonetta. It's like, fuck off. Bayo's good. Let yeah. Bayo be good. Somebody figured out how to be better at you in this game regardless of who they pick. Go fuck yeah. yourself. And yes, that character's good. That's like being mad that Ryu is a, a top in Street Fighter yeah. championship. Yeah, or people yeah. who are like, Wolf can take you from 0 to 60% in like 3 seconds, but people will all play him and nobody has problems no with that. No one gives that, a shit. So it's like, alright. Or like, <laughs> Hero has a projectile that does 50. Yeah, but Hero's, well, Hero's is gonna get nerfed. Hero's yeah. gonna get nerfed in an update. If they take away the crits, I'm fine with that. Keep the new, keep the down B as it is. I, like I, I don't want to keep, I don't want to lose the crits. Actually, I don't want to lose I think the that's crit. what they're gonna do if they do anything. But random crits is like, it's like, I see that as like, uh, Dr., uh, Mr. Game & Watch's random. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. So except that's, except the the payoff isn't it's not a big as big of a gap between oh I got a one when I wanted a nine as a oh I just got a regular smash. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's but fair. I, I see. I'm, yeah, I, I don't really care that much. Like I think if they're gonna nerf anything, that's what it is. But I, uh, I think that that fifty percent neutral B should be like thirty. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a fast moving projectile. It's fast to charge. It doesn't need to be right. fifty. Imagine, imagine you're like a light character. You're done. Oh yeah, you're done. You're, you're done. done. Now that we've alienated now everybody, that <laughs> uh, that's, that's been my week. Is like the day before I flew out, Hero dropped, and I was already off work. So right, like, right, right. Fuck it, I'm down. We're gonna work with this. I was, uh, I was hosting my open mic the day that Hero dropped, and I went home at like one a.m. because my mic runs forever. Yeah, and I was all drunk as shit, and I was like. Hero's out. I still have to stay up and play him, and I stay up to like two thirty playing him. Just like just doing like you know uh, classic Basic mode con. and all this stuff. Just oh, I didn't do his classic mode yet. I uh, I'm nine point nine in his classic mode, but I was super drunk. I don't know what happened. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I think it was one of those things like oh, I played the best game of pool of my life when I was shit faced. I have no idea how. I'll never be what? able to recreate it. Yeah. No. Okay. That's um, crazy. Uh, anyways, uh, other than that, that's been that's been my week. Same. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> gonna probably read a bunch of books i found like a book about the uh a analyzing of godzilla movies Ooh. so that's gonna be my pool side shin godzilla in there maybe no it starts it ends on death Destroy. Uh, okay, okay so uh well, destroy is one of my favorites um it's fun why have you seen the new one the king yeah. of monsters i haven't king seen of monsters yet. is a sloppy human written story yeah and it did the thing the last godzilla movie did is once the monster does something cool the camera immediately cuts away oh fun which is a bit of a bummer but when the monster's on stage it's fucking metal as fuck <laughs> um it's dope so it's it's worth it for me. I love it more than 2014 Godzilla. Yeah. Um, Shin Godzilla, though, is Godzilla, the best political satire. <laughs> no, I have to rewatch it because I went, I saw that in theaters, and mm. I was expecting, because I knew it was about the, the uh, what do you guys call it, earthquakes. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was going to have the tone and pacing of 54 Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And so I was bummed, and I was like, no, I should probably appreciate this movie for what it is. Yeah, it's more of a, like, a, what do political you call it? Satire. Like, yeah, yeah, like, like, uh, 
what am I thinking? Uh, burn after reading. Kind yes. of. <laughs> yeah. It actually, yeah, exactly. I was on Vicodin when I saw it though. So maybe I should rewatch it too. <laughs> the only thing is like, man, I kind of want to see this dubbed now, even though I've always seen them subbed. If I yeah. Like, problem is there's so much text on screen. You miss. Yeah. I did get caught up a little bit. You know, yeah. I'm a little overwhelmed by the text. Also I, brain moving a little slower because of drugs. But Vicodin, I, <laughs> yeah, so I, that. I was just drinking. Yeah. I'm at the Alamo and the Alamo just, as booze. Yeah, you got to do Oh, that's right. You got them out there. We got a, we got a few of those out here. Yeah, Alamo's great because there's no kids. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> Catholic and, Church. Catholic, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to go see the Detective Pikachu movie. I was like, I'm a grown man. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the only way to see it is at the Alamo, I think. It's, yeah, because it's less uh, creepy. It's a very fun movie. Yeah. yeah. I'm also curious after reading the novelization of Dora that apparently is balls to the wall dumb. It's like, I need to see this now. I'm sorry, can you say that sentence again? You read the novelization of the film someone, about Dora the Explorer? Someone put, and I mentioned this the last podcast, so <laughs> there is a leaked novelization of the Dora the Explorer movie. Oh, my God. Uh, and what it was, apparently there's a scene where... Uh, a swiper stops. It's like, you think I want to do this shit? You think I want to steal? I, I have kids to feed. It's like, all right. Swiper has to swiping. Swiper has to swipe. <laughs> or also, it's like, they'll say, like, uh, and Boots said, dot, 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 nothing. Whoa. Boots opened his mouth and said, I'm just about fucking with you. He said nothing. He's a monkey. And it's I like, is this movie self-aware? At least this, this, uh, this, you know, satirization. This could be like a bit that somebody's doing. Be, but also, it's like apparently you see uh, Backpack and Map in a drug scene. It's like, you know what? What, what is this movie hallucinated? Probably PG. It's That's not going to be a drug scene. No, it's, it's going to be a hallucinating. Yeah, it's going to be thing. like, I ate a weird flower. Right. Yeah. But it's like, you know what? If this movie's, if this movie leans in, fuck it. Let's do it. I'm into it. I'm in it. Yeah, make it weird. Make it, keep Dora weird. If you hit me, if you hit me with the Paddington realness, I'm fine. I've been hearing Paddington's really good. It's the best, fuck. Both of them are, even Padding, Paddington 2 got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I was told that, here's what made me want to watch Paddington 2 over Paddington 1. They're they both said, great, but yeah. Paddington 2, I heard it was like the Godfather 2 of talking bear movies. It's yep. Like, that's a good way to show, with Brendan Gleeson. Uh, that's, so. a, that's a weird comparison because I also saw Christopher Robin. Oh, and, yeah. And cried. Like, oh, Christopher uh, Robin's great. Like old man cried, knowing that my childhood is gone. Well, also that socialist undertone at the end is very great. It is. <laughs> it is. But also, we needed that at this era. <laughs> really, Winnie uh, the Pooh movies have that anti-Trump uh, rhetoric that we needed because they were born out of war trauma. So it's I mean... true. It is. You know, what? it's a joke. It's like, yeah, no, no. Like, like, I mean, you can see, like the the, the ethos of who has never been uh, uh, dominate those around you with an <laughs> iron fist. It's always maybe love people and share and stuff. So it's like, of course it's going to, yeah. and it's Trump's America. They're going to slip in some, hey, maybe we make luggage available, uh, free or like cheaper for everyone cool. so everyone can go on vacation. But uh, it was a cute idea, but you also know that Ford made weekends so people could buy their, his Oh, no, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So it felt like that whole like saving Mr. Banks thing where I was like, they're not really friends. Like, Disney just fucked her over. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> it just felt like one of those. But it was it was also really nice. Um, bear anyway, movies killed it that year, though. Bear movies? Like, I think we need more bear movies. <laughs> where's Where's Gentle Ben, you know? Where's he coming back at? What if the new Playmobil movie just has some, like, really, like, democratic socialist agenda? I'm fine with it. I'm in. Uh, <laughs> I'm still not going to go see the Playmobil movie. No, no. But, I mean, if, if, they, if they, you know, warp some minds towards uh, anti-fascism, I'm fine yeah, with that. Yeah, what if... Yeah, what if what if Playmobil is just an anti-Fia movie and it's like I'm in. 
Fuck yeah, man. Fuck it, let's do it. I'll march. <laughs> I won't see the film, but I'll march. No and one I would, by will which see I mean, the movie. No, no, by which I mean I will talk about how other people are at marches on Facebook yeah. and say I support this because you know, well, I ain't going to leave my house. I accidentally stumbled on the Women's March in Omaha. Whoops. Like Jacob and I, we were walking uh, to go buy some albums. Yes. And we saw, I was like, what's all, why is all this streets uh, closed? Like, normally the traffic's really bad or, yeah. yeah, I get it, there's potholes. So maybe it's, they finally are trying to fix it. And then we see a bunch of people standing. I was like, all right, yeah, let's do this. And we did it. We went for the walk. There you go. It was fun. It's uh, it's it's fun when you find yourself in a parade or a march of some yeah. sort. Like uh, there was a show that my ex was doing on Hollywood Boulevard during the day because we have shows at weird hours of the all I'm, time. I'm not here. used to this. Yeah, no, yes. it's insane. We have brunch shows. It's crazy. Yeah, but uh, we was this like place like literally on Hollywood Boulevard, and uh, we couldn't park anywhere near because it, it was all closed off. I was like, I wonder what's going on. And uh, it turns out it was like right in the middle of, uh, God, was it a Cinco de Mayo parade or something where like just party buses and like millions oh. of people, like every nationality represented right outside this thin glass door. And then there was the show in there. So everybody had to do their sets with just uh, pounding like reggaeton music and stuff in the background. Oh. And like, it was great. It was, that sounds amazing. It was, it was a very interesting culture clash. We just walked up and down a couple of streets while people tried to sell us stuff because, you know, you got to march without buying things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. capitalism rules all. Iron fist. Fuck you, Christopher Robin. <laughs> you it was weird that Owl said that. It was weird that yeah, Owl said Owl's it. like, uh, Owl is uh, the Ayn Rand of <laughs> the... Owl is the closet conservative of the group. Oh, I for feel sure. like, because he's not smart, he's just well-read. He's not smart, but he definitely presents himself as educated and is very big on Owl Twitter. Is the, Owl is the bench or peril of the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Owl's out there like, all right, well, I'm sorry if I sound too educated for you, <laughs> but uh, this shooting represents a problem with blah, 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 and not blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, come at me if you disagree, block. Huh? Yeah. Everyone agrees with me. Isn't that crazy? If this straw man uh, doesn't exist, why red herring? Figure that out, liberals. Yeah, yeah. checkmate, libtards. <laughs> oh, and then he just goes and fucking jacks off to his own ass in the mirror, you know? Or his gopher truly is like the, uh, just pray like a Hope Street unionization. Oh, absolutely. Oh, man. I think Piglet just represents all of us trying to figure out what what's gonna what our futures are. Yeah, they're just nervous like us. Yeah, it's a little, yeah. Baby, little baby pig boy. Yeah. Whereas I can hear Kanga saying, you know, I think a comic's funny without swearing mm. and doesn't have to be political. And Rue was so good with Isabel and that Smash Bros. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Two pet king is anti-vax. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, yeah. Rue's getting the mumps. <laughs> That's why she couldn't make it to finals. <laughs> Rue was kangaroutistic. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Owl's the Ben Shapiro of Disney is now the title of this podcast. That's not bad. That's it's not, not bad. a bad one. The, the farthest we almost went was I was doing a story with we were riffing with another comic where, where we said friendship is worse than incest. And I was like, you know what? That is really Great good title. Quote. Great poll quote. But it's like, nope, can't do this. This one. That's our third episode, and I don't feel comfortable yet. I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, that's a tough that's a tough uh, that's a tough headline. It's a tough sell. It's the truth. Well, you know, there'd be a thing that people would just look at that and then write, you know, Jezebel articles about it and be like, well, you know, in, in context, like it doesn't matter. What we saw was the post, the headline, and uh, we take issue with it because uh, we're going to go out on a limb here and say that friendship is not worse than incest. Be like, ah, oh, fuck, fuck, you got me. Damn it. <laughs> You're right. Uh, 
Man, that that a hard sell. Good on you guys. Uh, Mother Jones be damned. MJ. Uh, mm. uh, Mother Jones got like got in the news once for recording a Mitt Romney speech, and after that, no one talks about Mother Jones again. I had a friend that used to work there. I have no idea anything about what they do though. No, no. San Francisco, shout out. Woo! I noticed that Buzzfeed was out here, and I was like, oh, this seems appropriate all right we got it all baby yeah we got all, we got all those websites that uh rely on clicks not content it's great whoa i write for one of them <laughs> really yeah well freelance but yeah hey, i uh i i do a podcast for free <laughs> so do i yeah i uh, doing it anyways let's talk about this album yes yes brian regan yes uh so i asked you to pick this album why did you pick this up what what drew well, you to it well you were like the, the when you pitched the show you were like What's a thing that like informed your comedy or, or really yeah. inspired you to maybe consider like to like get into comedy and yep. stuff? And I had a few things I could have chosen from uh, like, I don't know, the Brian Regan one really sticks with me. I mean, there's like Mitch Hedberg was one that I thought yeah. of George Carlin when I found that a little later, my brother showed it to me. But I think like Brian Regan, that first album, which is just called Live, uh, it's like I think it's his first actual album. And if I'm I might be mistaken, there would be an EP out there, but it's like. Like we were talking about in the cold open, I don't know if it stayed in, but uh, it's one of those first things where a lot of the bits permeated outside of just people that were comedy fans. And it was like on Comedy Central, like right. Shorties watching Shorties and like different things were running these bits. It would be on like the radio, like comedy channels on satellite radios and stuff. And like, I just remember like he was so goofy, but also like it was it was it's it's observational, but not too like. It doesn't feel like it still feels kind of fresh like for the most part i would say right. 90 85 of that album still feels fresh it does whereas if you go back and listen to like seinfeld or something it doesn't no and, but it's still the same kind of comedy it's like it's like he's breaking down these ideas like i don't even think this is on this album but this is the first thing i thought of where he just goes uh is it possible that I could get a glass of water? Like asking that to a waiter, be like, no, I'm sorry, there's just no way. There's no way, like breaking down something that minor, but like expounding upon it for like fucking three to four minutes and right. just hammering it home and just amping it up. And like, he's crushing the whole time. And it's really one of the first comedy records I heard that I remember just like, like being floored with how funny it was. Cause like yeah. Mitch Hedberg, it was more like, it was like, you know, it was kind of jazzy and like, there was really good jokes in it, but it was more about the, the vibe. And like, yep. I was like learning about one liner and stuff. But with Brian Regan is like, that is a perfect, I think that's like for the time, especially a perfect hour set. I think it's, it's, it's it, there's not a flat minute. In exactly. There. No, it's, and it's the perfect example. If you want to get technical guy who's listening to this podcast or person reading, listen to this podcast, uh, them who is listening them, to this yep. podcast, <laughs> um, micro to macro is a hard type of joke to write. Absolutely. Um, I've, it's incredibly hard for me. I'm more of just a rules of three misdirection type. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that's easy. Yeah, you, it's harder to expound on something and like turning it. Like I have, I've done that before where like, I'll, I've made, I have this joke about my dad's death. So already hilarious, it's, but it starts with just like looking at prices for coffins and ends with me describing, uh, building a Viking warship to send my father to Valhalla for $50,000. And like, it just escalates to that. So I kind of, right. I play around in that world. And it's probably because of people like Brian Regan and I get like a little shouty with it. And that's the thing is he was the first guy that I heard who would just be like, he would yell, but not like angry, like you, Lewis Black yelling. It was he would more like, like goofy. Yeah. yeah, he'd be like, he'd be like, the big yellow one is the sun, which is like a classic line yeah. from that bit. And something, 
Yeah, yeah, Moose in. I saw a fucking wood in the woods in the wood. And he's just like, he's going insane on stage. Yes. But it's all pointed and it's so funny. And you have to think about, if you're writing that, you have to think about, because some comics, if you're new, would probably think about the ending and the big, in the middle. I mean, yes. The ending and the beginning. Beginning and the ending is probably what people would look at. And you kind of jazz it in the middle. No, you have <laughs> to think about yeah. every little step of like Moose and Bit or the Valhalla bit. Yeah. Oh, you have to write every point of that. That's something you can't do like I do where I write the bones of a joke. Right. You have to write that words for word. I wonder though, like especially in that bit, I wonder sometimes if it started with him as improvised Probably and then the and then just recorded his sets enough or listened back to enough of his sets because like you can hear some a lot of his bits, they they seem to quote unquote trail off, but they're still funny. Like he goes, right. he's like a soft flock of moose and like that's like the biggest hit of that yeah. joke and he goes in the woods in the woods and the oh he goes brian you're an imbecile and he goes imbecilin he's like what are you talking about imbecilin and he goes uh something and he goes jermaine jermaine jackson five tito like he's just doing all this shit like i can tell that's just train of thought from like one time he was trying that joke out and he's like oh that works so i'm just gonna keep doing that shit it feels like comparing this because yesterday i talked to ian about lewis black yes lewis black feels like even during that recording it's still train of thought still loose still oh absolutely all over this felt like it's polished chaos oh absolutely yeah it's uh, i think the the term for it and this is gonna sound real pretentious but i only remember because jimmy pardo's album is called this uh sprezzatura which is improvised uh written stuff that is meant to look like it's improvised yes and that's what it is <laughs> yeah it is clearly that and it's only something you can do after years and years oh yeah of, yeah it's like doing a jackson pollock Paint by numbers. Yeah, it's Jackson Pollock, but also a connect the dots. Right. <laughs> connect the dots and you'll have a perfect bit, even though all you did was just fucking throw a handful of paint at the canvas. Exactly. <laughs> wow, what a what a metaphor. <laughs> I think we're really nailing this. I think I think I mean as two white guys just thrown down in an Airbnb right now, I think we're kinda we're kinda breaking comedy ground here. I think <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> oh, when you sell it like that, there's nothing special about me at all. Oh, oh, I, I, I will all, always shit on myself whenever I start good. thinking I sound too good. <laughs> Here's the thing: I'm in a comedy scene where I'm shit on constantly, so I have this, I have this lucky bit about me that I never feel good. Oh, good, so good, yeah, yeah. Never feel good. It, never it, feel it, good. Yeah, you never want to be comfortable. If I could tell you anything from six years in comedy, uh, uh, always, always think you suck. Always yeah. think you don't deserve anything, and you will get so few gigs. It'll be great. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain it a little bit long. Don't be happy. Just yeah. like, it waste, it waste your time. That's the other thing that I that I love about Brian Regan is that, and I've heard like interviews with him and stuff. I'm glad you you mentioned the don't be happy because there's this weird <laughs> there's this weird myth in comedy that like that you can't be happy in order to be creative. Like there's right. com like, and it's always dudes, you know, it's always like white dudes that are like, no nah, man, like I'm not on antidepressants. Cause like, I, I want to experience all my emotion. It yeah. funnels my okay, art. So, okay, my let, me, art. let me take a pause there. No. As someone who takes antidepressants, no. you need to take it after this. <laughs> um, someone who's in between doses. In between doses. I forgot to take it yesterday. So I was like, oh, no. I can write it down. Oh no. But anyways, it doesn't make you feel like a high or a dumbness. No. It's just, makes you feel like a person yeah it makes you minutes. not want to jump out the goddamn window yeah, or drive into a pole yeah, yeah whatever your poison is that's, maybe that's it's poison yeah. <laughs> mine was walking into traffic for a while which i felt like just put the blame on someone else like i just <laughs> just was, uh just have you seen the boys on amazon not yet? yet oh there's a part that, that in episode one there's a little bit about walking into traffic but i won't spoil it for i would you. say mine just feels like the middle management of suicide like, yeah, just, yeah yeah you know nothing fancy at our house you know we're business casual with our suicide yeah. 
Um, but like Brian Regan is those, one of those guys that I, I mean, you know, he's probably got his dark days and everything, but he's yeah. one of those guys that is genuinely pretty amiable and pleasant and like happy on stage. Mm -hmm. And it's something I've always really admired about him also is like, I mean, he knows he's going to do well. And when I'm doing well, I'm also very, like, right. I'm very personable on stage, but there's so many comics that like insist on like the darkness. And like, of course there's the darkness as part of it, but you don't have to subject yourself to that in order to be funny. And I think that's a good thing that Brian Regan taught me early it, on. If it special. isn't you, you don't have to go find it. Exactly. And there's some people that do darkness. Great. Like Doug Stanhope is one of my favorite yep. comics growing up. And I still think he's a brilliant comedian. Maybe he's gone a little too off the rails for me lately, but yeah. I still think, I still think he's, a phenomenal comedian and he's the darkest motherfucker around and Lewis Black Lewis Black that anger because yeah. that's just who he is I talk about being sad or having OCD or being suicidal but yeah. I don't uh, you've seen my set. It's not actively sad. No, you're you're doing it and you're, you're chipper about it. Yeah, you're, like, you're like hey get it. Like, get it. It's a, it's a shoulder poke. Uh, 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 it's, uh. A, it's a rib nudge. <laughs> It's yeah. a nod, nod, wink, wink, say no more situation. I shouldn't buy a gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A, a guy, that's a Doug Stanhope said that once. He just goes, uh, gun control, know who you are. I wake up every morning hungover after uh, getting paid $25 for a show last night. I might not have a lot of reason to get out of bed. I shouldn't own a gun. <laughs> and here's the thing, to a non-comic, that sounds sad. But to a comic, just goes, man, $25? Yeah, I know, right? Holy like, shit. Wow, what, uh, what would you do, a weekend of shows somewhere? <laughs> Did you get an hour? Yeah, yeah God, oh. oh man. Yeah, and I think I think that a lot of comics in the 90s were happier because the, the bubble hadn't quite burst yet and they were still getting paid. They could make a living doing this. I have friends that have gone from being paid full-time comedians to back at day jobs because of the fluctuation in this industry. But like, yeah. but like with Brian Regan, it's like, I don't know how long he'd been doing in the point that he did this special, but he's super comfortable on stage. He's hilarious he's dumb he's self-aware like his, that's the other thing is that i like it when uh comics i mean preachy can be funny if it's done with the right snark but i also right. like somebody that goes up and goes hey man i don't know fucking anything and this is just that's that's really what i like about it it is the mastery of dumb like yeah he, it's very hard to write dumb yes and this is this is really good. It's like Brian Posehn, Brian Regan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a ton of them. There's a ton of people that do dumb very well. Generally, Larry the Cable Guy has made a lot of money off just being dumb. I mean, all those guys, all yeah. those, all those uh, blue collar blue fellas, collar guys all those the, the 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 BCGs, the blue collar guys. Yeah, uh, you down with BCG? You know me. Um, yeah, there. It's 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 a fun. But I, as opposed to those guys, which you know, out of the four of them, I like Ron White. I think he's a good comedian. Yeah. I don't really fuck with anybody else. Brian Regan isn't doing like a character. He's really just like, it's hey, himself. I'm fucking stupid. And it's an exaggeration of himself. Yeah. Which is character-ish. Yes. But it's it's very much still him. And it's also one of those things of he's definitely in that first one. Like I would say a good chunk of that album, maybe a third of it is him examining his childhood. And exactly. when I heard that album, I was what? Probably nine, 10 years old. You were probably still I was I was just being bad at Little League. Like I just gotten out of being terrible at Little League. He has a whole chunk on Little yep, League and yep. stuff. Uh, and it was very relatable. And that's the thing is that I remember Todd Glass saying once in a documentary that the reason people uh, like comics like Rodney Dangerfield and to an extent, I would extend this to Brian Regan mm -hmm. as well, is because kids fucking love it and also adults fucking love right. it. It's like it's hilarious to anyone. It doesn't you don't have to be in a certain mindset or in a certain place to get it like it is universally funny because somebody up there is acting like a child and adults want to do that and kids 
do that. Yeah, I think there's a, without sounding too analytical in this analytical podcast, <laughs> uh, I think there's, is what Bryce, Brian is tapping into is this idea that, like, adults still have kid dumb thoughts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And just taking it to its logical extreme and being an adult man-child. Absolutely. Without being an incel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Imagine if Brian Regan was an incel. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a bit that would be right. Uh, Slutin! I saw a, a couple Slutin on the Twitters! The Twitin! The Twitsin! <laughs> oh no, that was uh, terrible. Um, sorry, Brian Regan. Sorry. Uh, sorry to bastardize your material with terrible white men on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, it is. Abs- I think that's a very good read on it. I think that uh, he kind of like, you know, he's a family man, has a wife, has kids and stuff, right. but he's like, no, like, I'll still, I'll still sit there and like, like, what is it? Uh, the I can't remember if it's on this special. It might be on his next one, but it's the one about uh, he's watching. Uh, he's at the eye doctor, and the guy is like, "All right, tell me the exact moment that point uh, point A crosses over point B." And he goes, "Oh, oh, oh, now, now!" And he's like freaks out because I have an anxiety attack with that shit too. And yeah. it's, like, it's just it's like what, it, what? No, like relax. What are you doing? But it's like that's that crazy immature side of your body that comes out, and it's especially in comics. I think. Have you ever seen UHF? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's a, it's a Weird Al movie. Oh, no, no, I have not. I've heard okay. of it, but no, I have it's not. It's a great one, it. but there's a character in it called Stan, uh, who is kind of a peewee playhouse character played by Kramer from Seinfeld. Oh, classic. He's, yeah, but he plays a kid. Basically, he plays an adult kid, and there's something, I think, so universally funny, like you mentioned, it's just like a, a kid playing played by an adult. Absolutely. Because it, it, it hits on those primal fears of wanting to be an adult or wanting to be a grown-up. Or an adult being played by a kid, like in, uh, or like an adult, uh, I mean, a kid, an adult who's supposed to be a kid, like in Big or something like yeah, that, too. Of or, or, I don't know, Like Mike, is that one of them? I can't remember. Shazam, maybe? I, have, I haven't seen that both, yet. But. Both of those, yes. Or, or Baby Geniuses, I think, is, uh, is a body horror. Yeah, Baby yeah. Geniuses 2 Super Babies? Hell yeah. My yeah. favorite in the top five. My favorite, actually, is I, I watched Best the Worst a lot. Yeah. Red Letter Media. And apparently there was a movie called Something Hawk. I can't remember now. But it was a detective noir movie where every kid, every adult is played by children. Oh, fun. And they have guns and they're killing kids. Great. It is. They didn't go far enough because it was just pow and the kid would fall down. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. you want to see dead children. I want squibs. <laughs> I want squibs. Give me squibs at least. Uh, it like... should be RoboCop with kids. <laughs> Robo kids. Ro- Rebel kids. I think, I, mean, I think we got something here. I think we that's, got a pilot. That's the pilot. What's up, Netflix? I hear you're hemorrhaging money for comedy content. Let's go. Let's that get is, another one out there. First of all, this is a William Street production. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I feel I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, that, yeah the, the minds behind Frisky Dingo and uh, some other amazing so. classics. Uh, Rick and Morty and whatnot, the first season at least. Sam. Um Well, I was going to say the other one is, have you seen 11.5 on Hulu? That show. No. Where it's adults playing middle schoolers. But they're all dressed up like they were. And everyone else in the cast is middle schoolers. But there's two, like, late 20s, early 30s uh, ladies playing themselves in oh, middle that's school. that's fucking hilarious. It's really good. Yeah, that's something that's worth checking like, out. Like, I've not watched BoJack Horseman. Yeah. Because I'm already depressed. I don't need... It's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> but the idea of three kids in a trench coat. Oh, it's so great. That's something so dumb about this. Three kids in a trench coat in an adult relationship with a giant cat lady that is a producer is essentially the crux of Okay, see, that's there. funny yeah. in and of itself. It's kids being adults and adults being kids or something so universal. It's almost slapsticky. Yeah, yeah. I think if I'm going... It actually goes back... It actually does probably go back to... Uh, and I forgot his name. Silent... Uh, our uh, actor. 
Silent Actor, uh, uh, Buster Keaton. Thank you. It is actually. It was <laughs> oh, Buster wow. <laughs> it had that, that Buster Keaton, where it has this like sort of just high energy, naive kind of mindset to it. It's just something super pure, and not a lot of comics do it. Yeah. Because I think some comics, and I admit this myself, some comics, we, we might be a little afraid of going clean. Yes, I was. That's a very good, very good thing. That's actually something I had in my head that I wanted to talk about was the, uh, the, disdain and at least among comedians because most people outside of comedy I know that have heard of brian regan are huge fans i've never heard some go oh, he's not for me if unless they're a comic right and i've only heard people that are like super into their type of comedy that are like no like like the first guy i met one of the first people i met at a mic when i moved to la was some guy at a mic in like the west side who we were talking outside he was like oh i'm a big joe rogan guy and i was like Fuck. and i some like like yeah all right like which hasn't aged well even back then, i also was, still can't stand joe rogan. no i can't either but six years ago it wasn't as gross you know but okay. like still like oh so you like buff like like aggro aggressive male so you comedians. like fake philosophy yeah well yeah. yeah you like fake philosophy and you like uh uh talking shit to women when they fuck her to be a bitches dude uh, yeah fucking joe rogan destroys heckler dude hell yeah fucking males dude Triggered. Uh, that's what this yeah that's what this guy but like we were having a conversation about our favorite comedians he brought joe rogan and i mentioned brian regan and he goes oh sh- i just can't i just can't get into it man like he's too clean and i was like what the fuck does that even mean, dude? If like, like I'm a pretty clean comic just by default because I like, I I, I will only use cusses, curse words, yeah, uh, uh, naughty 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 times uh, when I'm like emphasizing. Don't, I mean, a you point. know, don't say naughty times. I just no, don't grossy no, 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 no. I only use naughty times. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm, I am uncomfortable. <laughs> that is fair, but uh, uh, no, like I only I don't use them as a crutch, but sometimes you know I use it to emphasize out, a word. Yeah. But like, there's something like, I don't even think about it as a difference between clean and clean to me is more about subject matter than words, I right. guess. And Brian Regan, you know, he doesn't go super, he does get kind of dark sometimes. He had a joke about fucking SEAL Team 6 killing uh, those pirates. No, not SEAL Team 6. He was talking about the Somali pirates. He had a joke about it, but he does it Brian Regan style where he goes like, so there was a, I don't know if you guys heard in the news, but there was this boat in the water with six pirates on it. And one, a couple of hostages, and then suddenly there were no pirates. <laughs> and then he like does he cleans it up to this point where he's talking about a bunch of people getting shot in the head, and he like makes allusions to it throughout. Yeah. Like, I botched the joke, but like it's like you can talk about anything. It's just his approach is goofy and cleaned up, and it's like funnier that way instead of being like, "You hear about these motherfuckers that got shot in the head?" Like who cares? Who right. cares? And it's like it's mostly like I think I've mentioned this time and time again. It's just where do you? How do you speak in your normal conversation? Right. Use that in your set. Absolutely. Brian Regan, I, we said this last time with Lewis Black. Lewis Black probably swears in his day. Oh, yeah. He's such, an, he's, our, he's such an uncle. Like, he has to. Yeah. <laughs> he's aggressively an uncle. And Brian Regan is your uncle who has kids. Yep. Or, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, and he volunteers. You he know? volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's true. It's true. It's it's absolutely, it's not like a shtick he's doing. It's that, that's his voice. And right. You know, I get that, you know, some comedians have, they have different tastes. Like, I'm not going to say everyone has to like the same comics, but it's like, if it's because you don't like the voice he writes in, then that just makes me not trust. Like, it just creeps me out about you a little bit because he's coming from such a goofy, fun, like love based place. I think also it is every comic, I think in a way, and I'm going to make a big overarching statement. Oh, I love it. That's what podcasts Good. are for, baby. It is every comic thinks we're punk, thinks we're a uh, rebel. We're so, we're so, we're such artists. Yeah. <laughs> it, I 
hurts me to say that, but yes, it hurts me to say the word artist. No, I know. It's, right. it's a thing that like, obviously I believe that it's an art form, but like, I get so gross thinking like, about it that I have to slough it off like that. Yeah. Um, but it is what is essentially is you've heard someone say, I think you need to be clean and mm. go, no, fuck you, man. Yeah. Like, fu- a- fuck you. I'm going to swear. You're not going to fucking like it. Oh, you. I don't know why you went immediately to British. That's, I love it. I love I, the fucking, perfect. I love that shit. <laughs> but I think that's where it is. And then you, you act like a small child, but in a not fun way. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. I've, I've done shows where like, you know, day of somebody goes, oh, by the way, this is like a restaurant. So there might be kids. So like, please don't do any sex jokes. I'm like, a, I don't have a lot of sex material. I don't, I'm not one of those people that likes to talk about fucking on stage. Not that I, I cause it just can be a beautiful art form, the blue. Uh, yeah. Um, I do have, I do have one sex joke. That's pretty good. But like, I, it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'll just adjust for the room because obviously I'm not going to talk about cunnilingus in front of a six year old. Like, right. why would I do that? Well, okay. Here's, here's where I made it wrong. No. Well, we've all done a few. Uh, it was, I think it was like a year, year and a half in. I was offered to do a music festival Ooh. an hour off of, uh, you know, about an hour or two away from uh, Omaha. Yeah. Uh, and basically was like, hey, man, this band's getting ready. Do you want to jump on? Jump on. Like the, like the you stage were... oh, wow. while they were doing it. And it's like, all right, no one's watching. And then it's just a mother and two kids are the only people watching and a bunch of bros. Oh, no. It's like, I'm not changing my set. This is a bar. Yeah, oh, it was a bar. Okay, I was yeah, gonna ask like, what the venue was. It's okay. a bar. No, I'm not. I I purposely oh, did no. a lot of it. It's like, fuck it was this. a mom and how how old are these kids? Would you say? One couldn't walk. Oh well, that's fine. They're not making memories uh, yet. But it's yeah, fine. and one was clearly like a first grader. Okay, that one's a little more dicey. But the the one that can't walk. I mean, if it's a baby, like they're not they're not gonna make any. They're memories. not gonna make it. They don't no. even know what half the words you're saying. Yeah, um, and the mom was just like. She was just there. She knew. She knew what she was. She was okay with it. She could have walked away. The bros were like turning, going, "Huh," and like going, "Where's like you know what? I earned your respect." Yeah. What kind of? Uh, I'm just curious, so I can get an idea of the crowd. What what genre of music was the band that was setting up? Oh, okay, okay. Well, then, yeah. That, yeah. If you bring a kid to a metal show, yeah, it felt metal. It was called Nickel Fest. Um, I mean, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, those are some metal coins. Yeah. Nickels, so that and also, um, I was told, "Hey, man, you can do it. You could." Because at that time, I was trying to be a political comic. I was oh, yeah. to go back. Yeah. I was like, hey, man, can I make... It was during the... Hillary just got in the primaries. Like, hey, man, can I make some Trump jokes? And they go, yeah, man, it's open here. And yeah, I'm musicians my... usually are cool with that, you know. Right, but there was a separate room for just comedy. Oh, and I'm okay. in there, and I'm doing my Trump jokes, and no one's laughing. And I turn to the right, and I see a advertisement for, like, a beer, and it has the stars and bars on it. And uh. I go, oh, Oh, there's oh, oh. Confederates. Oh. You you got your statues, right? But but her emails and statues. I'm gonna oh. You know you could have got them back if you just said but her emails, guys. <laughs> but her emails, right? Uh, and everyone's just like, oh fuck you, yeah, dude. Now I'm fucking turgid. Let's talk about it. <laughs> oh, uh, it's so terrible. I'm gonna walk away now. <laughs> I did a so I did a speaking of that kind of thing in a room. I was in again, and this was at a place called Keynote Lounge in Ventura, and I had a, a bit that same bit that I was closing with. Um, this, and this is like a, a very rednecky bar. Like I've seen people, I've seen people who aren't white yell Trump 20 or like Trump 2016 when I used to go there. Like, like it was very, it's a very weird yeah. cow town kind of place. Right. And this guy came up to me after my set and I had this thing at the end where like I used it as a big allegory for supporting gay rights, whatever. It was just, it was kind of preachy, but he comes up to me and he goes, that was really good. Uh, what you said, your, your bit up there. That was really good. He lost me at the gay stuff, but it seemed well rehearsed. Like he was like, he was like so torn cause he liked 
the work I put into it, but like the last part of the bit has like a thing where I just generally kind of say, hey, don't treat gay people like shit. And he goes, oh, well, you lost me there, but you know, good on you for for working on your craft. I'm like, who the fuck are you? What is this? What, how are you a person? Are you just done learning? Because like, all right, whatever. But like, I guess he is, but you yeah, know, there's only fair. so much information you could put in your head. But yeah, it's one of those things of like, you, you adapt to the, and that's back, you know, now I've learned to be able to read a room and adapt, but also going back to the clean comedy thing. It's like, we do want to, we do want to act like like we're fucking philosophers and we should be able to go up there. First Amendment, baby. And it's but, you know, it's like no one's really censoring you. Like you're very right. Like the only time you might get censored is if you do a corporate gig and they're going to pay you ten thousand dollars. So fuck yeah. off. Like uh, just just here, use someone else's act. Who I, cares? I, I, won't, <laughs> I won't censor. I just won't book you. Yeah. If you decide to like I remember a guy and Omaha Comics will know there was these two twins and I forgot their names, but basically they just go up on stage. One would just lift his shirt up and just do that. That's pretty funny. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. I know. Uh, I think it was. The, we have a guy out here. It was called the Meyer Brothers. Ah, the Myers Bro- Briggs the, Brothers. But, and one would just sit. And this is the time I actually laughed because they, they'd have these Beavis and Butthead style laughs and they oh. laughed their own jokes. Oh, gross. He just sat there and said, cock rings for five minutes and analyzing not like a smart way but he just thought the word cock rings were funny well he literally repeated the word yeah, over and over yeah. again yes oh, okay is this person was he lobotomized at any point in his life <laughs> you're like you know what now that i think about it, i'm gonna look for that eyelid scar and see. <laughs> <laughs> no but uh then he would get mad that we weren't laughing and basically, if you're just swearing just to swear, yeah. you're saying cock rings for five minutes. There's this guy, yeah. I mean, what, and they're getting yeah. mad that I'm not laughing. It's like, dude, this isn't. You're not doing anything. Like, yeah. What do you? What is this? There's yeah. a guy who I remember one of the first mics I went out to. I hear again, like, oh god, I I learned so much about comedy. When I moved to LA because I started briefly outside of LA and then moved here yeah. to like get a job after college and stuff. And I was like, I'm gonna start hitting LA mics. And then I started seeing all kinds of crazy shit at mics. Like this guy who just called me like. Bitches don't take it in the ass. And like, that was his joke. And I was like, holy shit. Was that his opener or closer? It was like just most of his set. I don't even, I couldn't tell you if he had a a, a thought. I mean, it was an open mic. Yeah, work out your material. But uh, he was a really aggressive Armenian dude. And uh, he was, I would see him pop up around town every once in a while. Like, and we've had people that are like on drugs. and Yeah, I saw that. There's a guy that, oh, where at? Uh, Fourth wall? Not saying it. Uh, we'll talk after. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine. I know all of the places you've been so far. I so. need booked. <laughs> I, I need booked. Um, but like, there's like a guy who, speaking of the pulling her shirt up thing, there's a guy who's been banned from like every venue in town because he just gets naked on stage. And it's like, dude, what? You... Like full naked? Full, full naked? Full, yeah, okay. we're talking. We're talking cock and balls. Yeah, we're mm. talking. We're talking uh, hanging dong. Yeah, and not in a fun way. I don't know if there is a fun way no, you can do it. No, not in. Not in a bar, not in a public place, My, no one wants it. <laughs> the only time someone's ever hang, hung dong and it was kind of <laughs> <laughs> on stage and it was funny was at my friend, uh, my friend's sketch show. There's a sketch group called Night Church out here. My buddy Ethan, uh, the last sketch in their show was him singing a, a, a love ballad while fucking uh, like quote unquote fucking a, a sex doll mm. and it was very funny because it was his birthday it was just a really weird like thing but he didn't they didn't do the blocking right for the doll and his balls were hanging out below it and i was like sitting i was just like oh ethan no <laughs> no but uh that this is, is one why time. we have blocking tape yeah this is why this is why you have dress rehearsals <laughs> or undressed rehearsals whatever they are yeah <laughs> but uh yeah uh listening listening audience out there if you're thinking of getting a comedy you don't need to pull out your genitals yeah you, you know, rarely don't need works. your genitals rarely works no. 
um yeah just you know maybe sometimes just write jokes and don't just scream and exp and say you're being censored yeah <laughs> but here's the but he's like man my genitals have a really unique view they don't they, my, i've got clean genitals i got clean my my, gen, my genitals work in an all-purpose crowd my dick can go corporate <laughs> damn it that's another good that's title, a good man. episode title like my dick can go corporate my yo i got a corporate i got a corporate ass dick i got know? a corporate oh man <laughs> feel free we do bad. We do I have festival quality dick. Festival dick fest 2018. Oh, <laughs> uh, you get a comedy festival. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's, it's so I guess going back to Brian Regan. How did we even get on this tangent? We were talking about he's clean. No, yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's clean. People don't like him because he's clean. Right. I say go fuck yourself to that. That's what I say right. about that. It's like, like relax. If, if that's who you are, do it. Yeah. And I think just don't force it. Just flow. And I know I've mentioned this in a lot of podcast episodes. It is just because people that and being yourself are like two of those things that like yes seem obvious yeah but never get across no absolutely it's i when i first started i was trying to write in you know i was trying to be mark Marin. i wanted to be doug stanhope i wanted to be because it was fashionable at the time louis ck <laughs> that's that sense has not aged oh, that well is that that's a sentence that ends at a very distinct point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It ends about three to four sweaty minutes after you start. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's but it's like it's like one of those things where I was trying to do this and it was, wasn't working and I was overwriting my jokes. I was like, why isn't this working? And then I, I think I was actually oh God, I can't remember what it was, but I remember getting like a first genuine laugh from somebody. And it was when I kind of just broke on stage. It was just I think I said just something about how bad my set was going and someone actually laughed. And I, I was like. Oh, so if I speak like how I'm feeling, then I can, and I was, and then I just started writing like that from there. And that's when I, you know, I bombed for like a year before I actually figured that shit out. Yeah. Some people figure it out real quick. Uh, it took me a long time. I should have yeah. been listening to more Brian Regan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Instead of trying to be edgy. <laughs> oh, edge words, man. Is there anything worse than somebody who goes up and goes like, uh, then I raped her. Ha, uh, get it? Cause you shouldn't say that word. <laughs> Fuck no. you. So, Fuck off. Quit comedy. You know, my favorite <laughs> thing is sometimes when you get, when you know the open mic host and you mm. go. And after a minute, go, this feels like five minutes. You can give him the light. And then, <laughs> and then after three minutes, they give him the light. He's like, that's a fun one. Yeah, that's very fun. It is because you fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things that uh, we have. I have a friend out here who runs a mic where he goes, it's five minutes or whenever you start bombing real bad, I'll light you. And that's just what it's promoted as. So, like, and, and there's a couple mics that do that out here and people still take issue with like, well, I'm supposed to be working out. It's like, then go to different mics. You can bomb it. There's like 17 mics every night, every sit and like any night of the week in this city. It's like you can go bomb anywhere, but if this room is priding itself on having people who are coming with something that they know is going to work, right? They're, maybe they're working out some kinks, but they're not going to get lit. Like, they just don't go to that room if you're not confident enough. Exactly, and I know for me, like, uh, there was a difference between an open mic or a show. At a show, I used to do a show called Wrenchless Throne. I, mm. It was a gimmick show. You pull a gimmick out of a hat. Fun. Like, do your set with I. I out, I made certain gimmicks like Tommy the half-ass sock puppet. Oh, I like that. It was fun because the, the, the puppet clearly didn't have any effort put into it. It was a nice one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hence the half-ass. <laughs> or one that I pulled out the very first show we never have to do it again is try and dodge these darts and someone got like a dart gun. Oh no. And I would. I, I'm doing like Nerf gun. darts, right? Yeah. Not like poison tip darts. No, actually, it was lawn darts. <laughs> yeah, so, lawn yeah. darts. Try to dodge these fucking bowling pins that are going to throw at your head. But what they would do is like, I'm a twitchy guy, and so I do my set, and they would aim the gun at me, and it would that would make the show that's fun. fun. Yeah, that's and fun. it's perfect for new comics. So I'd bring new comics in because the right. stakes are low. Yeah. And I would tell them, I was like, hey, guys, I only have one rule, nothing hateful. Yeah. And that cleared any dumb shit. 
Yeah, that's that's a pretty good rule to have. Yeah, <laughs> no one ever complained, but at an open mic, you say that there's a guy who isn't a comic going, but I want to say the dirty word. Oh, boy, do I have a story for you, but please yes, continue. No, no, that's <laughs> it. That's the end of my story. Okay. Tell me. Uh, all right, I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday, actually. At my, I've been running a mic for three and a half years now, um, at, uh, every Tuesday here in North Hollywood, and... I think about two years ago, I show up to my mic at like, the mic starts at eight, I show up at about seven. Right. Uh, I've told this story on my podcast, but this is, you know, we're, is, this is brand new. Uh, Bleak in Review. Got it's it. on the Unpopular Opinion Network. If you like Adam Todd Brown from crack.com, go listen to all of his shows. He's great. Um, but I, I get to my mic to set up. A friend of mine named Alex is sitting at the bar with some guy I've never met. And Alex goes, oh yeah, this is the host. This is Kevin. And I'm like, hey, what's up, man? This drunk ass guy, he just pointed. He, he played a game that we call Pass the Maniac, which Ooh. is when you're stuck in oh, conversation. Yeah, 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 you know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Hey, you know my, who might find that interesting about chemtrails? This guy, <laughs> and then you fucking leave. And that's what he did with this guy. This guy was fucking drunk off his ass before the mic started. It's like, man, I want to get up there and try comedy, dude. And at this point, I'm thinking he's a harmless drunk. You know, I'm like, all right, well, you know, we have a book uh, list that's online. We sign up in advance. We also do rolling buckets in between. So you can throw your name in this bucket. Right. Uh, he goes up there and like, I think, like, no, he doesn't, he doesn't go on stage. Five, like maybe 10 comics into the mic. He like accosts me in the hallway. When am I going up? I was like, I don't know, man. I haven't pulled your name. And he goes, uh, man, this is all pussy comedy, man. I'm going to go up there and just fucking be offensive. Like, I can't wait to get oh. up there. I was like, oh, great. I can't wait to not pull your name. Uh, <laughs> later, I pull a name. Uh, keep in mind, this guy's not black. Just so you know, it's just a little information you need to know. Why does this feel like foreshadowing? Oh, because, honey, <laughs> I, pulled, I pulled the name out. He's not even in the room supporting at this point, of course. Of course. Oh, he was heckling people and getting the shit destroyed. Uh, he was getting destroyed uh. by everybody. He was out drinking again or smoking a cigarette or something. I pulled I the name Big N-Word Jeff. No. But he didn't write N-Word. He wrote no. hard R. No. Uh, I pull it. I, I read it in my head and I go, oh, okay, someone put the N-Word down. Ha, ha, ha. And I throw it away thinking that someone's just fucking with me. Not realizing that that's what he signed up as. So I'm now throwing his name away. He stays for another Wait, hour. Wait, I'm, I'm going to ask yes. something. Jeff or Jim? I can't. I think he was trying to do a parody of the. Well, he that would give him too much credit. Okay. No, it was just like. I'm not saying that that makes it okay. It doesn't make. No, it no, okay. he, it wasn't even a literary reference. Okay. So it wasn't even a, a big character piece or anything. Okay, which, I was. Could you imagine there'd be some Ted Dance and shit? He goes up there <laughs> in blackface. Uh, no, he was like I think, but the weird thing is he was like Latino or something. He wasn't even a white guy, so it's like. All right, man. So I don't know. I know some Puerto Ricans who say the N word. So maybe this is what's happening. Um, anyway, I throw that name away. Uh, he accosts me again. He goes, what's up, man? I haven't gone up yet. It's fucking bullshit, dude. Like, and I'm like, dude. And I, and then my friend Radiston, who's a, uh, Bulgarian uh, kickboxing comedian. Uh, these are just they or jujitsu. No, he's just uh, a very strong, uh, able-bodied man who can fuck somebody up. He's also okay. a very funny comedian. Right? Yeah. Uh, he sees the look in my eyes of if this dude fucking gets one inch closer to my face, I'm gonna punch him, and I might not win the fight. So Rad goes, "Hey man, let me take you outside and explain how the rules work." And he takes him outside, and then he comes back in again and is like, uh, and he starts coming towards me, and I just look over to the security guard who's a good friend of mine at the bar, and I just go. I, I point at him and I do the finger across throat thing. Like, nah, this guy's got to go. He's got to cause a scene. He comes yeah. up and goes, what's up? And he goes, I'm not even going to wait for security because this place is pussy comedy anyway. And he's so drunk. He leaves. My friend who's arriving to the mic says, man, I just saw a guy peel out of the parking lot with his doors open and his headlights off. This is at like midnight. 
So that guy's probably dead. <laughs> that's the story of Big Edward Jeff. Uh, uh, that's Jeff? a guy who really wants to be fucking edgy, dude. He's going to go up there and just be like, fucking women, right? I don't know what the fuck he was going to say. I hope he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Be a Sonic, not a shadow, kids. Yes, yeah. be a Sonic, not a shadow. That's also a good episode title. <laughs> Be a little sag, not a little shadow. Just fucking killing it here. Just killing it, baby. We got yeah. episode titles out the ass. Rude boy. Anyways, uh, so one of my first questions for you is if yes. you had to take away something. First from questions. This. Yes. <laughs> here we go. If, I had to, if you had to take away something from this album to learn, or if you had to give this album to a new comic mm. and say, this is what you can learn from this album, what would it be? Who? Uh, I mean, we covered a lot of it. I yep. would say... You don't have to be edgy to be funny is probably my favorite thing from that. Um, or, or, you know, you don't like clean isn't necessarily bad. Yeah. Is what I would say. Clean isn't bad. Clean, clean does not equal hack. Some people no. want to say it's hack. It's like, no, dude, some of the best comics in the world are clean comics. Like, right. I mean, Jerry Seinfeld's net worth is 900 billion. And do I revere him like everybody? No, but Mulaney's he's got clean. Mulaney is clean. And he's my, one of my favorite comedians. Yeah. Uh, he's amazing. Yeah. Clean Perfect. is not equal hack, is no. what I would say. No, yeah. hack is hack. Hack is, hack is uh, when you go up there and literally tell street jokes or talk about how Tinder's crazy because there's all these crazy bitches on Whoa, how Whoa. interesting. Whoa. Yeah. We're talking about suicide. I mean, come on. I, I mean, kind of. <laughs> no, don't be wrong. No. It is. No, that's, that's the other thing is that if the joke's good enough, you can, like, anything. Listen, I, Gilbert Godfrey has done street jokes for 40 years. <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey has made a living on squinting. <laughs> yeah. Squinting and also making fun of Japanese natural disasters. Yeah. Well, yeah. Boy, well he lost part of his living on that. But yeah. uh, <laughs> one thing I will recommend is check out, a couple of my friends wrote for this, but uh, the, on Netflix, they have the historical roasts, uh, the new Jeff yeah, Ross show. That reminds me, because we have a thing in Denver and in Omaha called the Nerd Roast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It started off as... They do that out here too. Some, yeah. I like that, something like that. Yeah, yeah, and it reminded me of that, so I, I can't wait to watch uh, it. Gilbert Godfrey playing Hitler on it is... Fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty wow. good. it's that's the best episode. Like I like, shout outs to my buddies Keith Carey and uh, uh, Alex Duong and some other folks that wrote on it. But uh, it's it's uh, that episode is worth watching. It's yeah. very fun. That's what Gilbert Godfrey should be doing. He's being Hitler. <laughs> he's a great Hitler. Like because he's so he's got his knobby knees. He's wearing shorts. Oh, it's great. Uh, what? He's just what a, what a, what a fucking shitty like dwindling human being. It's amazing. Uh, my thing I would take away is uh, don't be afraid. To, like. Viewing something in a different perspective is incredibly funny because Brian, Brian Reagan viewed stuff as the mindset of a child. Absolutely. And don't be afraid to be goofy. And yeah. if you're going to be goofy, be all in. Yes. Just take it to its nth degree. Uh, also learn about this thing called micro to macro or macro to micro. It yeah. is hard. It is a pain in the ass to write for. Yeah. But it works. I mean, it's one of those things that... Uh, it's interesting because it's one of those things that I think when I'm writing jokes, especially back when I smoked a lot of weed or or took other psychedelic drugs, which I do sometimes still, but not that much. Yeah, uh, it's one of those things where it's like a high thought where you think one thing and then your brain goes, "Oh, that." And that's when you like. I feel like that's when I go micro to macro the most is when I start putting all these drug fueled like connections right. together. But like that's also just a thing a sober person could do as a joke writer yes and it's very so that's a good way to contextualize it is high thoughts but with a point high thoughts with a point yes yeah absolutely Um, that would be it um so time now time for the rapid fire bullshit that i have let's hear it uh first of all wait let me get my hat on here my blasting zone hat and cap favorite comics Favorite comics? Yeah. Uh, how are we saying? Are we saying like five? I would or? say three to five. Uh, Brian Regan, mm-hmm. John Mulaney, okay. uh, 
let's see, Todd Glass. Yeah. Um, shit, I'm gonna sound like I have all straight white men. Well, Todd Glass is gay. Uh, let's see, I'm gonna I'm gonna do five top five men and top five women if I can. <laughs> well, I would say I would say Maria Bamford is absolutely my oh, top Marie five. Oh, Maria Bamford's amazing. Uh, Jackie Cation, uh, Eddie Pepitone. Mm-hmm. Um, good God, this is uh, Jamie Loftus. Uh, I don't know if people know her. She's in Edinburgh right now. Uh, she headlined my show at the beginning of um, July. And Jamie Loftus as look her up. She used to do a bunch of shit with Super Deluxe. She's yeah. phenomenal. She's one of the funniest comics. Um, I don't know. Patton Oswalt. Yeah. Classic. Of course. Uh, that's one of the the that's another one that I was thinking about bringing to the sh- the show. Which by the way, the, the comedians of uh, comedians of comedy Ooh, DVD. That would have been good. With Zach Galifianakis, Brian Posehn, all that shit. Yeah, mm. that was another one that was pretty formative for me. Nice. Um, back then, I would also have said David Cross. Not so much anymore. Uh, <laughs> David Cross never hit me. Like it always just felt like yeah. uh, Bill Maher, but slightly yeah, like less alt tolerable. alt Bill Maher is yeah. kind of yeah, yeah, a little bit like oh, uh, I don't know if you saw my joke on Thursday about Reddit atheists, but like oh, you believe in God? What are you like stupid? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah I fuck, that. shut up. Uh, Paul F. Tompkins is oh, up Paul there. Paul F. Tompkins, really uh, good. Very yeah. good. Uh, this is way more than that's. I'll, that's I'll leave it. it there. I'll leave it there. So because I have to do this every week, I'm trying to change it. Yeah. For me, so. Top five musical comedy albums. Uh, for, for I uh, dare to be stupid by Weird Al. Of course, one of my favorites. Uh, Weird Al 3D. Oh yeah. Tenacious D only has two good albums, and their best one is their first one. Mm-hmm. Super good. I've only heard their first one. I think it's it's their best one. Yeah. Uh, Picket Destiny is also really good. It has some good shit in there. Oh yeah, I think I've heard tracks from that, but not all. Their of them. newest one is unfortunately just trying to go back to the roots, but it doesn't work as well. It's it's unfortunate. I love it, uh, but. And Garfunkel and Oates. Oh, uh, yeah. Really They're good. Fun. Better When Wet has some amazing stuff in it, uh, and including one of my favorite songs, Go-Kart Racing, Accidentally Masturbating. <laughs> so good. Um, I also think their debut album's really good, too. Uh, and I love Ninja Sex Party. Mm. Um, Ninja Sex Party has a couple of, like, one problematic song. Um, really? Like, Which one? He, what he does is he plays off this uh, hyper-masculine, uh, toxic masculinity character. Uh, so there's a song of If if I, if We Were Gay, and then he immediately tries and backpedals uh, in that uh, song. Okay. So it's like that joke, I can see where he's so going. It's like that Stephen Lynch song from back in the day, yes. but but has a little more self-awareness, but it's not quite there yet. Right. Yeah. It's, it's It gets it, but, uh, if, but sometimes, like, ironically, being shitty is just shitty. Yeah. Uh, other than that, Seriously, Strawberry and Creams is a great album from them and whatnot. So I love musical comedy. Novelty comedy is really good. Uh, how do you feel about Bo Burnham? Love it. Okay, I was going to say. Bo Burnham makes make, me ha- angry. Make, yeah, he's fucking brilliant. Yeah. yeah. It's upsetting. Yeah. He's like, I think, like eight months younger than me. And I'm just like, fuck you. Wow. <laughs> uh, but Make his, Happy his is comedy probably. comedy central ones are really good. With that extra stuff in there, like the uh, well, fictional yeah. characters rehab. Yeah, I well, did you see his uh, fucking movie also? Did you see Eighth Grade? I've not seen Eighth Grade Dude, yet. Dude, it's not even a comedy. It's like, there's funny parts in it, but it's... It looks heavy. Mm, it's like the opposite of... It's it's like a, a dramatic counterpiece to that show I was telling you about, uh, Pen15. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to see the silly version of that, watch Pen15. And then, and then But I recommend to everybody listening... Uh, that they all watch eighth grade at some point, especially if you have kids that are in middle school or going into middle school, because yeah, yeah. it's very, very interesting. It's um, but Make Happy is also just flawless. Really good. It's upsetting how good it is. Yeah. Uh, 
Bill Burnham is a, a phenomenal writer, and I can't wait for more Bill Burnham stuff. Totally. Uh, also, anything by Fly of the Concords, man. Oh, yeah. I haven't. I mean, I was huge into them in high school, and I really haven't been paying attention to much of what they're doing except the you know, acting stuff they've yeah. been doing. But those first couple albums were great. Yeah, I got great. their live, their most recent live one. Is it good? Fun. Yeah. Nice. I'll have to check it out. It's, it's, it's partly a greatest hit, some new stuff in there, but it's fun. It's good shit. Um, and then, favorite sandwich. Oof. Now, this is right up my alley because I not only used to work at a subway for a long time, but also uh, I live right next to, I mean, goddamn, you can't go wrong with a really good pastrami. But I think if we're right. talking like sandwich combo that I get most frequently, it's probably mm, chicken, bacon, ranch or uh, pepperoni, salami and uh, ham mm. with some provolone and uh, on a Italian urban cheese bread. Maybe you get some olives, some pickles, some Not tomatoes. Pickle guy, but yeah, I get it. Uh, pickles, small doses of pickles adds the right even, thing. Even if it's too much, it ruins it. Just ruins it. I feel that. I feel that. You know what? Uh, that's just because you don't like edgy comedy and yeah. you're afraid of a little bit of a little bit of tartness. Dude. A little bit tart. I'm a little too edgy for these cucumber people. You know. <laughs> you know what's a really good sandwich? I always <laughs> love buffalo chicken sandwiches. Buffalo With a little chicken. bit of blue cheese oh, and some provolone. Oh, honey. Oh, it's <laughs> it's, even it's, I've had some words of sweet buffalo. It sometimes ruined my day, a sweet buffalo. I don't like it, mm. but still a good time. Yeah, uh, you, chicken chicken is a wonderful thing. Chicken just, it, it makes it work. I want to go find a good chicken, uh, not a good chicken place, a good sandwich place before I leave here. I have here. so many recommendations for you. I Send me a list. Anyways, um, I want a good like a good hearty meat sandwich. I'm not a vegetable guy, so like a good mostly meat. Ike's in Burbank. It's kind of far from you, but uh, Ike's in Burbank. Uh, it's you. You would be uh, get the what is it the uh, uh, what are they called? They all their shits like named after like there's like the Tony Stark and there's like there's, like thing. there's a special like that one like that place. one in. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, they got a. It's a weird pull, but I, I'm glad that you got it. <laughs> uh, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think of the one I always get there. It's some motherfucker's name. I'll look it up on my Postmates later because I order it all the time. Great. But uh, that's my yeah. There's good yeah. sandwiches. Uh, weirdest open mic experience. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple. Let me think. Um, open mic or show? Because I can give you a really good weirdest show that might as well. All right, I was in a little shit town called Delano, California, and I've again told this on my podcast a few times. It was about a year and a half, two years ago. Um, the it's about an hour outside of Bakersfield or something like that. Uh, the motto for this city is "We're the city of crows." There are three places with liquor license in the whole city. One of them is the Aviator Casino, which is a giant warehouse feeling place that has no separation between gambling and stage. They're just on a big oh. stage. The place is packed because a third of the town is there because of all of that's, everyone's drinking. That's why I love small towns. Like small yeah. town shows, they all come out there. They just want to have a good time. Oh, they come out. But uh, right before the show starts, 10 minutes before the show starts, I'm having a cigarette. And one of the waitresses comes up to me and says, hey, are you uh, one of the comics? And I say, yes. She goes, Delano doesn't really listen to comedy. <laughs> the whole city. She made a, a judgment call on the whole city. She was unless like you're yelling about sex or something, they're probably not going to listen to you. Yo, <laughs> listen, this town doesn't get art. So thank, just... thank God I was just opening for 15 minutes. Somebody had to do 25 and somebody had to do 45 after me. Uh, I go up there. It is 200 people all yelling at each other. They aren't even, half of them aren't oh, even looking at the stage. God. And it's this giant like musical, music fest stadium, like stage. Like it's like a big like outdoor thing. Like it's way too big. They're like, oh, we have a side room, but we're not using it tonight. Like why the Why? fuck not? This sucks. 
I go up there and like, I'm not a yelly comic. Like I, I can project, but I'm not, a, I don't scream a lot. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm mostly just doing bits with the comics I came with. Cause I'm just like, this sucks. And uh, like, there was one table that was like kind of trying to look at us, but it was so loud in there that nobody could hear anything that was happening. I go up, I get nothing for 15 minutes, except from like the host and some other guys. The, the MC, who's so confused and frazzled by what's happening, brings me up with just all the wrong credits, which I don't care about. He's just like, this guy, I think performs all over San Diego. Like he has no idea, yeah, he forgot yeah, yeah, my yeah, credits. Yeah. I'm like, dude, nobody gives a shit, it's fine. Uh, I go up, bomb, feature goes up, tries his gut and fucking works for it, gets a little bit of something from the table up front, but, and he's going, like he's putting 100% in. Headliner goes up, it is mostly just periscoping how bad the show is uh, on his phone. But the one thing that they did laugh at was uh, uh, a guy, cause the bathroom is across to the right from where the stage is separated between where the tables are. A guy comes out of the bathroom and walks in front of the stage trailing toilet paper behind his shoe. And the headliner just points at it and laughs and everybody unites as one Good. to make fun of this guy and then goes back to not listening to comedy for another 30 minutes. We are, we all are all Nelson Mutz and <laughs> Yeah, the ha ha, except it was more like ha ha, yo, I'm in the fucking Crips, but I live here. <laughs> some guy tried to flex on me with some gang shit. I'm like, you live in the middle of California, dude. I'm from fucking LA. You have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, that God. sucked. Uh, and then I, I was the designated driver, so. I didn't get to even drink that much. And then I had to wait for everyone to hit on the waitresses for like an hour after the show before we drove three hours back to LA. So that sounds like a goddamn nightmare. Yeah, it's a good bottom. It was a good bottom yeah. to have. I haven't found a worse show yet. So <laughs> we'll just say that. I, um, one of the first shows I ever hosted, I was like three months in. Oof. Yeah, so not good. Yeah. <laughs> didn't promote it very well. Mm. Uh, the only people that came were my family and the family of one of the comics. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, the only thing I was proud of was the name Comrade Comedy. Yeah, that's fine. That was actually pretty good. That's fine. I was proud of it. Uh, it was Carl Marx of the Clown Nose was the poster. Oh, that's adorable. It's adorable. I was That's some Winnie the Pooh shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I remember one of the comics smoked before coming in and then fell asleep and never came to the show. Oh, no. So I just asked the last comic to go on even longer to Oof. an empty room. How long was he supposed to do and how long did he do? Or I think did it they was do? supposed to be five and they did like 15. Oof. That's tough. Tennis. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, listen, or like I had one where it's like, we have like, well, the best version of that is that did Righteous Throne. Mm. Actually, no, he, I'm going to do the worst Righteous Throne I ever did. It was the last one. Mm. Uh, it was booked on a Tuesday. It sometimes get moved around from Tuesday to Thursday. So it was really hard to get a consistent room. Yeah. And I could tell that the owner, the owner is a good guy. Supported the idea of live comedy so much. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. <laughs> was going to fire me. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's like, fine. I've done it over a year. That's a good run. It's a good run. Last, last one. There was three drunk forty-year-old white women. Mm, good and combo. Two comics on the side. Mm. I get up. I start doing my set. Three women are screaming at me, and I go, "What the? F All right." And then one of the comics gets up and tries to tie my shoes during it. And went, Why? like together, or your shoes were just untied. Untied. Oh, okay. And I thought I, he was like trying to prank and you. And I looked just like. I'm already trying to get through a set. Yeah, what are you doing? Here? Right what are you now? doing here? And uh, that's insane. Yeah, and I look. I do. I did half of my short. I think I tried to do the twin joke that you heard me say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I tried to muscle through that joke, and then I look up four uh, four thirty. Oof. And I go, all right. And I think I go, fuck it. Here's your first comment, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. And then I'm every time I go up on stage, I just go, this comic's up. 
this comic stuff. Just, and they keep screaming, Andrew, Andrew. And I'm cleaning up because there's, you know, pulling stuff out of hat. Yeah. So there's paper all over. And I'm getting, I'm, lights are off. I'm cleaning and they're going, Andrew, Andrew. And I go, I'm, Andrew's gone. Yeah. So, Andrew's been gone for hours. And they go, no, you're Andrew. And I go, what the fuck? <laughs> So they were just like drunk out of their minds, had no idea what was the happening. The best, the best of that night that ever went. They weren't laughing. I was. Mm. Sam Bonchick, a great Lincoln comic, deserves mm. to get out more. Says, I really hope you guys aren't driving because it'll be a terrible image when that Mary Kay car is wrapped around a light pole. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And he's just yelling at them for five minutes. Oh yeah. Not even doing the gimmick. He's just yelling at them. What else can you do in that moment? That's I apologize to every comic. Oh, yeah. I personally pull them aside and just go, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. Sometimes you got to. Sometimes. Uh, and they said, no, it's not your fault. It's not your fault, but it's also like, hey, I booked you on this show and that's what it was. So I just know that that sucks. So. And then and then the owner said, I heard only four people can go, yep, I'm done. And I walked <laughs> out. Dropped the mic quite literally and, <laughs> and like, took off. We're done here. <laughs> Godspeed. The things we put ourselves through. <laughs> five minutes. I almost, time. I almost ripped the sleeve off. But I am dead now. You are dead. This show is dead to me. Uh, I love that. Favorite joke you've ever said. Favorite joke I've ever said. Have you ever written? Oh god. I mean, I'm not gonna give away my AIM stuff on a podcast. I could give you my favorite tweet. Oh yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all men's rights meetings should be called in celebrations. <laughs> It was either that or my impression of a, a BuzzFeed's floor man, man manager, which was, uh, get back to work. The 90s aren't going to remember themselves. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to do, because all my bits are pretty long and yeah, stuff. But yeah. like, like, I, I have a few, like, I mean, I'd say that, that dead dad Valhalla chunk is up there. Really good. Uh, I have a, a thing about um, nagging my then girlfriend at the time. Per her request, dirty talk, but I was talking like a white executive that's casting a, a film and she's more of a best friend type, not a leading role, you know? That's, oh, that's what she asked for. That's right? a so, good one. That's that's a really good I have one. some chunks like that, but I don't want to, I don't want to burn all my material because it takes way too long. And I feel like we've been going on, we went on about Smash Bros for 20 minutes. Hey, what? <laughs> it's an edited podcast. Oh, that's right. That's two, right. Two, 125 is not that long. Oh, right? no, that's yeah. not, that's about how long uh, yeah, we've a Bleak and Review runs. Uh, yeah. Ours is like, we've tried to go like 17, is usually what we've been doing. The smallest no. has been 57. Yeah. So we're, I'm, I'm trying yeah, to Yeah, we usually get between an hour and an hour and a yeah. half on my yeah. show. I know that. I know how it goes. And finally, mm. why do you do comedy? Uh, to tell it like it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a philosopher. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, man, I just want to go up there and tell women they're wrong <laughs> and that I'm fucking cool. And people should like think of what my white thoughts are. I yeah. like gospel. That's Great job, Al. <laughs> <laughs> hoot hoot, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't know, because it's the only thing I'm good at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have no, I'm a fucking film major, dude. I got nothing else. Like, I've been, I built up a customer service resume since I've been living here, but like, I have no fallback skills uh, yeah. other than like, I could tell you how to turn off your router and turn it on again. Uh, I, I yeah. here's the thing I work for a point of sales company and I yeah. fix networking. Yeah. Do you know how many times it's just that? Oh, I know. I've worked for several streaming services. Yeah. I work for Hulu. I work for Fox now. Like I know <laughs> how fucking I grind. I know the grind. I know yeah. The grind. I'm not going to say where I worked, but I went to the bar, mm. uh, universal bar and grill. And, uh, basically she said, Hey, uh, I said, Oh, I work at POS. She says, it wasn't working last night. It was just all, uh, it was all slow. I was like, how often you turn the machine off? Yeah. 
Never. I go, turn it off once a week. And I'm going to, I get to walk it through, I had a clear cash, and we're going to be done. I was like, it, it works way better now. I was like, yeah, I know. And then she gave me a free drink. I'm that, like, damn right. Is this still Kellyanne over there? Is that the. She's, a, she's a sweetheart. so sweet. She's very sweet. She gives candy. She does. She does that. She'll give you candy and she'll go, hi, how are you? She called me doll. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah, she'll say uh, she's I right love this. it. She looks like a young Catherine Chenowitz. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Broadway actor. She yeah, I was going to say, I don't know the reference, but uh, I believe She you. was on Wicked. She, uh... Wicked. Wickedly talented. Yeah. Um, that's uh, my favorite joke. I, I love the twin joke. It's good. I love it. One. It's fun. It's just fun. Sweet. I didn't realize that your twin was there when you were telling Yeah, me. they were right there. Yeah. Um, and um, so I, I do try and not look at them when, when yeah. I'm doing it. It's like a big play. Yeah, it's like whenever I do my dead dad jokes in front of my mom, you know? Oh, I <laughs> no, do. No, she loves it. She'll me write it. I do... <laughs> Here's the thing, my mom, I remember doing, I used to do a joke about beer. Uh, I think I even did it at uh, Canteen Points, where there's a beer in Europe made with the yeast of a woman's vagina, and yeah. I do really bad, hacky uh, punchlines. Like, uh, it's the per- um, it's the perfect mix of copper and hops. Mm. It's a beer you say you drink all the time, but really only on your girlfriend's birthday. Yeah. And it's the... <laughs> It used to be only lit women would laugh at that joke. Yeah. I fucking love that. You know, that's a sign of a good joke usually. Because yep. men suck. <laughs> <laughs> or it's the perfect beer for eating out. And yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. and I said that joke to my mom and she like looked at the wheel while she was driving and goes, that and like with a whole bag of laugh go, that's not right. And went, that's the joke. Uh, <laughs> that's it. You're not right. Boy. <laughs> uh so where can we find you? Uh, people could find me on all the social media things, Instagram, Twitter at KB Anderson, yo, that's my initials and my last name. And then a thing I had to add because I couldn't get Anderson as a tag. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that that was already taken? Uh, it's gonna be really easy to Google me. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) uh, other than that, uh, if you're interested in hearing me talk on things, you can listen to bleak in review. It comes out every Friday on the unpopular opinion network. You can find that at unpops.com or at any, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever fucking podcast app you use. Right. We're on all of them. We're on Google Play. We're on Spotify. Go listen to it. It's me and my buddy Matt Rousseau doing a quasi weird interview with a comedian or musician and then having some kind of uh, character segment where we goof around with some improviser of some sort. It's very nice. fun. Nice. It's like Comedy Bang Bang meets a New York podcast where we're just throwing down, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, you can find me on Dread. Red Shoes Plum on Twitter and Plum Jeremy uh, on Instagram. And uh, we're a part of the Webersize Podcasting Network. Yeah. yeah. So I'm on St- uh, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Play, we're on uh, Apple. And Yeah, listen to it. Yeah, and on, uh, on SoundCloud and also on our website on Webersize.com. Boom. Boom. Very similar plugs. I yeah, like very it. similar. I like it. Yeah. Um, Kevin, it's been amazing uh, Thanks, talking man. to you. Thank you, and uh, I hope you have a great day. Kevin, I hope you, you have a great day, and I will see you later probably also. Yes, I'm going to get some food. Yeah, me too. Hmm.